And as always, when we off stage, simply thank you. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Enox Heating and Air, Confidence Barbershop, and Pandemonium Coffee. And welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me once more. I really do appreciate it. Man, it's been uh, it's been a long time since I've gotten back on the mic and done anything. I've wanted to, but there's just a lot that's been going on. But I do miss it, though. I do miss being here and talking. So I promise you that from this point forward... As long as I'm alive, <laughs> you'll get a weekly episode from me. Maybe twice a week. Who knows? But for sure, you guys will be getting a weekly episode. For those of you who have been wondering, for those of you that have missed this voice, um, it's coming back. Okay? I promise it. So, yeah, I'm here. Um, it's very, It's been a very interesting past couple of months. There's been a lot of things that have been going on. Some good things. Um, some things that just happened because life life happens um which you know that is a we're gonna get started right away just i'm just jumping straight up into it um that is very interesting that that's that's a topic that has always interest interested me since ever since like just reading scripture um very interesting how some people think that because you come to a knowledge of jesus christ because you come to an understanding of who he is you come to the foot of the cross, you come to salvation, that that almost is like a promise that life will be great and you will never suffer. Funny how that is. Funny how there's preachers and teachers, if we can call them that, who have the audacity to get behind a pulpit and proclaim such a message that coming to Christ will mean that you are pain-free that you will be struggle-free, that there'll be no more tears, no nothing, you know, that it's just life's going to be beautiful when that's not a biblical promise for none of us while we are undeserved. Yeah, Revelation talks about that there is going to be a day where every tear will be wiped away. There'll be no more hurt, no more pain. But that's speaking of, of a time in the future when life here is no more, when... God's will has been done. And of course, that's getting into eschatology, this, you know, the, the study of end times. Uh, but here in this world, we're never going to not have afflictions. Christ himself said it, you know, like in this world, you will have afflictions. You, you will suffer. You are going to have some very bad days. But don't worry, because, you know, he already has overcome it all. And God has a solution for everything. And the thing that's very interesting, I'm, and you know what, we're just getting started. Like I said, this is this is not even something I wanted to talk about, but I'm already, I already started. So we're just gonna go ahead and go. Um, you know, like <sighs> Christ never promised e an easy life for us. He never promised that, but he did promise that he was never gonna leave us. And it really irks me whenever. Let me just say the reason why I paused it because I was I, I thought for a quick second should I go down this route because I might get in trouble with some people who believe this idea, but I'm just gonna go ahead and just say it. Um, you know, Christ never promised that, but He did promise He was gonna be with us that He will never leave us that He will never never forsake us. 
even in the midst of such affliction. And, you know, there might come a time in this life where God offers that solution. God offers a way out. And maybe, perhaps, he'll never answer. He'll never answer. But that's not where our hope lies in, in whether or not what we pray for gets answered. But our hope is that it's in him and him alone. Here is our, he is our joy. He is our peace. He is our everything. And one day we're going to see him such as he is. Like, that's the hope. But yes, life is tough. Life has a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, and I've over these past couple of months, there have been some some things that have happened that have been tough. It's been tough to to admit such things. And, and you know, as, as a human, as a man, you feel things and you, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's tough. But I'm glad that I have not been forsaken. I have not been abandoned. I have not been forgotten. But that God still decides to show mercy to a to a crazy guy like me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. You know that's that's one of the things that I'm just really grateful for. I know uh, not that long ago on on my Instagram, I posted a video that wasn't deep. It wasn't it wasn't profound. There was nothing deep to say, <laughs> nothing whatsoever. All there was was just me saying just how grateful I am, how I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for the opportunity to to live, to wake up in the morning, to still have a job, to be able to, you know, to have the health to be able to do these things, to still have my family, to be able to still love them and feel loved by them. Life is beautiful. It really is. Life is really beautiful. And, and, that's still my same sentiment right now, that I still feel such a sense of gratitude for life. And it's a beautiful reminder. So <clears throat> for those of you that are listening, and if uh, you find yourself in a very difficult moment, I hope that, you know, we can still look at the bright side of everything and realize just how beautiful life is. And live with a, you know, with a life of gratitude. Things may not be perfect. Not everything may be in its place. Life, you know, there might not, perhaps we don't see the answer to our prayer, but life is beautiful. Life is very beautiful and it's worth living. It really is. Just, that's my heart. And like I said, that, that was not even something I wanted to talk about. That's just, <laughs> that's just me going on a, on a little, on a little crazy tangent. But just really did want to express that. I guess since I started on it, you know, that life is going to be tough. And Christ never promised us uh, an easy life. That's that You'll never find that in Scripture, that he promised us an easy life. But thankfully, like I said, he did promise that he was going to be with us and never forsake us. And, and that is true. I am a huge testament of that. That up to this point, God has not forsaken me. That God has not failed me. God has not... God has not done me dirty. Like, I don't I don't feel betrayed by him. Even though, at the moment, it, it, it kind of feels like, okay, God, what are you doing? Like, are you turning your back on me? Which is pretty interesting, because if you, if you look at, if you look at Christ was he, when he was on the cross, you know, when he was about to just, you know, like, life was over, you know, his life was about to be over, he said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Like, you know, um, theologians say that at that moment, like, 
Christ was bearing the sin of humanity and, and you know, God as a holy God cannot stand the sin of man. So Christ being so like, you know, taking the sin of man, God separated himself from, from Christ and, and Christ was like, oh, please don't leave me. Like, cause you, you see in John 17 where Christ is, he's saying, you know, Lord, you and I are one and, and may, you know, my disciples and those who believe, may they be one in, in me, such as I am in you, like they may be one in us, you know, so Christ has always been close to the father. So at that moment, the father stepped away from Christ and Christ felt it like, oh God, you know what? Why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me? Like that hurt him more than being nailed to a cross and beaten. Like that's crazy, you know? So it, it, it's quite beautiful to know that Christ has not abandoned us. So that that's, that's, that's the early, early message that I, that I want to portray right now that I hope you know, you may come to the understanding that Christ has not forsaken you. Christ has not left you, has not abandoned you. He, you have not left his thought, his care for you is still there. He still loves you and he so demonstrates it. So, you know, that's, that's the message. <laughs> All right. What I wanted to talk about life. What's been going on with me? What's, what has been happening? A lot has been happening. There's, there is something quite significant that happened. Um, last month and i wanted to do an episode on that but i i really didn't get the chance to um but i didn't want to talk about it is that one of my favorite rappers passed away for those of you that know me know that i'm a, I'm a huge hip-hop head i love hip-hop music i love i just love hip-hop music and this rapper that passed away he was my introduction to hip-hop music uh, and of course, I think everybody knows by now that Coolio passed away uh, last month. And that was that was very unfortunate. That was, that was very sad. Of course, the moment that anybody passes away, it's very sad. It's not just because it's Coolio and he's a celebrity. But, you know, just a, just the fact that like a normal human or just a human being passes away like that. They have friends. They have family like you know, that that will mourn and suffer uh, their loss and, and the absence of them in their everyday life. Like that's, you know. They feel it more than we do, but Coolio kind of had a special place in, in in my life for the simple fact that he was my introduction to hip hop music. And I'm gonna, I think I might have shared the story before once. So forgive me if you have to listen to this twice. I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyways. So yeah, Coolio was my introduction to to hip hop music. I remember being in like, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it might have been like third grade. I remember we were going on a field trip. And yes, I'm about to date myself here. Uh, we were going on a field trip. And we, were on, we were on the bus and we were about to take off. And the kid that sat next to me, he had a Walkman on. And this is, you know, this is a little cassette player. Yes, for, the, for you young kids who don't know what a cassette is, ask your parents, okay? Or go look it up on Google and, and you'll see what a cassette is, right? And a cassette player. He had a cassette player. He had his headphones on. And I was just looking at him like, oh, man, like, I've never seen one of these in person. And I was like, this is so cool. And I was just looking at him and he was, he looked at me because I guess he caught chubby little old me looking at him and he's like, you want to listen to it? And I was like, can I? I was like, oh man, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I put, he, he stopped it. I put on the headphones, press play. And right away I hear these crazy drums. And at that moment, I still had a love for drums, for rhythm. I remember being a kid and just, when we were at church, yes, I, I would pay attention to the sermon, but I, my attention was also to the drums because I was like, oh my gosh, like. I love, I just love drums, you know? So, you know, very rhythmic drums that I had never heard before in my life. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. What is this? Then I heard of this like melody playing that was like 
you know, it was just something I never heard before. Because growing up in our very Christian Hispanic home, all we listened to was like Radio Nueva Vida. For those of you who, who live here in California, I think you know what that is, especially here in the Central Valley, 980 AM. Like that's Radio Nueva Vida. And we listened to like Marcos Witt, Jesus San Romero, Juan Carlos Alvarado, uh, some of these like, you know, a little lesser known Christian acts, if you will. Uh, that's what we listen to in our home. You know, we know the Coritos and all that stuff. Like that's that's what we bumped in our home. So I had never listened to anything like what I was listening to at that moment as a third grader. And then I hear this guy talking very rhythmically over these drums. And then I hear this guy come in and what is the chorus. And he was singing these like with a crazy voice I had never heard before. And I was like, what in the world is this? And that was Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. And that was my introduction to hip hop music. And it was, and from then, it, you know, from that moment to now, that was just like, you know, I just, if you ask me what is my favorite style of music, it, right away I'll tell you it's it's hip hop music. It is now I may be feeling other styles because you know I am not a brag, not the best, but I am a musician. Like I play drums, a little bit of bass, a little bit of guitar, but I'm not an expert in those fields. You know, I'm more of a drummer than anything. So you know, it depends. Like not that long ago, I had like a huge mariachi, like binge where that's like all I listen to, and then then you know. Right now, I'm still very much on hip-hop, but also, like, on lo-fi. Every time fall comes around, I go into this, like, very jazzy, lo-fi, jazzy hip-hop vibe. I, I love that so much. Uh, and, of course, I love soundtrack music. And, you know, there's just, it's a bunch of crazy styles that, like I said, it depends on my mood. But at the core, hip-hop is my favorite, like, style. I love it so much, from the beats to DJing to, of course, MCing. Um, and I even got so much like into it that I, I love like, you know, people who tag in the break dancers, like it's just phenomenal. I love the culture of hip hop. Of course, there are some aspects that I don't agree with, but for the most part, I, I love hip hop music. I love it so much. So Coolio was my introduction to hip hop music and, and hearing of his passing was very unfortunate. And the thing that was pretty crazy is that before his passing, uh, a great friend of mine, my friend Devin, him and I were talking and we mentioned, we were talking about Coolio because you know I I mentioned this same story to him how Coolio was my introduction to hip hop music and just how much I I loved you know his his music musical career, and then all of a sudden a couple of days later we find out he passed away I was like oh man like that was that sucked you know so I know it's it's been probably like going on a month I think um but it's very unfortunate you know but. That was that was quite tough to hear. But then then there has been some very good things. Like speaking of hip hop, one of the things that I always wanted to do as ever since I was a kid was I always wanted to be a DJ. I remember as a kid, because you know, I I, I couldn't like I couldn't ask my parents or like my dad specifically for money to go buy a rap tape. I couldn't I couldn't do that. Cause he'd be like this is not Christian music. And at that time, hip-hop music was very frowned upon. Very frowned upon. Even if it was Christian, it was very frowned upon. You see that with a lot of Christian acts, like, for example, Cross Movement. Like, they have, which, which by the way, if you have not listened to Cross Movement, go and check them out. They're such a phenomenal group. Like, amazing hip-hop group. But, like, they talk about how it was, like, you know, very difficult for them to be Christians who do you know rap music and it was very frowned upon by the church 
Um, of course, you have people like, you know, like T-Bone, for example, too. He'll, he'll, I've heard him talk about it, how it was very difficult. Um, so, yeah, like, especially here in the Central Valley where it's always felt like we're like years behind. It was maybe in places like L.A., San Diego, Miami, New York, maybe might have been a little bit more accepted, you know, but like here in the Central Valley is like, oh, I always felt like we were a couple years behind. So, yeah, especially in, in our home, like it's very frowned upon. So, obviously, I couldn't ask my dad to give me money to go buy like a run DMC tape or a Biggie tape or Wu-Tang or anything like that. So the only access to music that I had was the radio. So what I would do is I remember I would go get uh, cassette tapes and we had, we had like a little 99 cent store by our house. Um, I would go, you know, I would save up my dollar, my $2. I would go and I would buy these pack of like four, four cassette tapes. I would go and buy that. And then I would, um, <laughs> I would take them and I would, this is really dating myself. I would put that tissue uh, for all my old school heads. You guys know what I'm talking about. I would put that tissue at the end of the of the tape on the right side, or sometimes the left. No, it's the left side, and you know that meant that you could press record, and you know it, it was the ghetto way of doing it. So I would press record, and I would be like, "Hi, this is DJ Hydo. Up next, we have Wu Tang's Cream," and so I, I would stop, and then I would wait for the radio station to play it, and then I'd be like, "Oh," and I would press record, and I would stop, and I'd be like. You know, that was that. Up next, we got Tupac, hit him up, or Biggie, Big Papa, or Aaliyah, or name it. Or like, I remember hearing Kirk Franklin stomp, and I was like, this is Christian. Oh my God, this is so epic. I remember geeking out because I finally had some sort of hip hop music that had a Christian message, and I'd have, and I, I did not have to hide it from my parents, which I thought was super cool, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I definitely remember that. That was super cool. Um, but yeah, that's what I would do. I would create these little mixtapes. And I, you know, and to me, I thought like, oh, that was super dope. And that's that I, at that moment, I had not heard. I'm not saying I invented mixtaping, like nothing whatsoever, because that's been, that's been going on for, for a long time. But I created these mixtapes and, and without even knowing what a mixtape was, because, you know, I didn't find out about mixtapes. So I was like, like in high school, because I heard DJ Drama's Gangsta Grills, which to this day, they're very iconic. And of course, I, you know, DJ Premier, um, DJ Madge, Full Plates, like it just, you know, and DJ Madge is a Christian guy. He's actually Toby Max DJ, and he also DJed for DC Talk once upon a time, but, you know, he's Toby Max's main dude. Um, his mixtape stuff is phenomenal, and of course, his rapping career has been great. Like, the dude's a genius, like, I don't, you know, phenomenal. Of course, like I mentioned, DJ Premier, just amazing, amazing DJ, um, and so many more, but like I said, Gangsta Grills was like my introduction to what hip hop mixtapes are. Um, which, by the way, he just released DJ Drama just released a brand new mixtape, which is super crazy. Um, but yeah, that's what I that's what I did. So I always wanted to be a DJ. I just never pursued it, and also I always felt like maybe my parents wouldn't support it so much because again, we grew up very Christian. You know, Hispanic home, hip hop was a very foreign thing to them, and it was very frowned upon, et cetera, et cetera. Until this year, the year of 2022, the year of our Lord, <laughs> um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Bought myself a little uh, DJ controller, a laptop, and thanks to uh, some great friends of mine, they gave me the opportunity to jump jump in and, and, and DJ and I actually got to DJ my first quinceanera, which was super cool. Uh, 
it definitely was it definitely was exciting but it was very much a challenge because i had never done it before you know i've only like have seen it seen it done never really went behind the wheels and did it myself i went and i mean it's I had some good moments, some moments where I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And it's, you know, but the fact that I got to do it is incredible. And I just, I'm still pursuing it, still going to, you know, um, continue to do it. But matter of fact, I have my DJ controller right in front of me. I have my laptop right here in front of me too. <clears throat> and it's like super cool. Like I, I can't believe that I get to like be a, be a DJ. And, and so next year it's going to be it. God willing, first and foremost. But next year is going to be a very amazing year. The year of 2023, it's going to be very amazing. There, there's some things that I have planned. Some things I'm planning right now that I can't wait to see them come to fruition um, next year. I can't, I, I really can't wait for that. I think it's going to be very exciting. Like it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for it. And, and it's all based in DJing and hip hop, and it's just it's just it's gonna be great. I I cannot wait. I'm I'm just really grateful for these opportunities that have been given to me. And yes, I'm still working as a barista, which for those of you that know me know just how much of a coffee nerd I am. Like just how much I, I love coffee. So being able to, you know, to do the coffee thing and to do the DJing music thing is just like this is just like I'm kind of pinching myself, and that's that I'm very like rookie very rookie you know um but nonetheless it's like i can't believe it like i'm in this world like this is this is amazing which and also matter of fact just a, a little a little a little sneak peek into some of the things that have going on next year um i'm actually about to purchase an npc one for those of you who don't know what a what an npc it's from the brand akai akai npc that's like a um it's a little little, little box little yeah little rectangle or square depending you know on which which model it is but mostly it's like a square you could sample uh, on it you could take like you know you could make hip-hop beats on it I'm, I'm about to purchase one i have my eyes on an mpc one which is that thing is a beauty and i i can't wait to purchase it gonna be doing that gonna get into the world of of making beats and everything and that's something i also wanted to do so get ready because i'm about to take over the beat making world just blaze get at just blaze is incredible by the way he and i don't mean to get into secular music but like just blaze was like the main guy for jay-z in his in his prime and you know he did beats for so many other people and he's just incredible beat maker like the guy i will post some clips on my instagram which if you're not following me go ahead and follow me on pandemonium podcast you'll see me post some clips like just blaze was phenomenal and of course you can't hate on kanye kanye was just a phenomenal beat me he still is a phenomenal beat maker even though i'm still very uh, about donda uh i i've i've tried to give donda a chance and i'm just, I'm just not a fan oh uh, no jesus is king was was a phenomenal album and a uh, amongst other albums that he's done have been incredible but donda i just i just can't get into it and that's just me i just, I just can't get into it you know but i mean kanye as a beat maker you just can't hit on the guy and of course you have people like pharrell like i said dj premier just in incredible and dj dust from marzil like i i can't i cannot not talk about m my dudes from marzil like dj dust is incredible i don't know i don't know why i didn't mention him earlier DJ Dust is a, cr a crazy DJ, crazy beat maker. And of course, Manchild is one of the best rappers ever. Um, and also another beat maker is one of my favorite rappers, Play-Doh, Harry Crumb. Like that dude is so crazy, which 
I have to talk about this. This is awesome. So uh, one of my favorite albums of all time has been Lonely Superstar from Plato. It's I remember hearing it in high school, like just an amazing album, incredible album. Well, this year he just um, took that album and remixed it, you know, with different beats from different artists. And, you know, he changed up, he, he, he brought, he changed up the vocals as well. And that was like super dope. So he ended up doing that and uh, released it. And I, and actually he had it up on Bandcamp and I ended up purchasing uh, the digital and the, um, the, the digital and the physical copy. So I got to listen to the whole entire album ready. And oh my gosh. I mean, the 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 beats are incredible. Incredible. And of course, Plato is a rapper. He's just, the dude's like, he's one of my favorite rappers. In in my list of top 10 rappers, Plato's right there. Like he's definitely up there. And this album is phenomenal incredible album if you get a chance to go and check out plato and you know he's part of like ill harmonics phonetic composition deep space five which all the guys from deep space five are amazing rappers like you know marzil's a part of it as well sivion Seth static like syntax a terrific listener freddie bruno which freddie bruno and plato they're, they're both phonetic composition like it's these guys are just amazing rappers you go and check them out support them those guys are just um, they're doing amazing things like i love what those guys are doing Seth static from new york crazy just like all, all these guys beat rabbi man they're just phenomenal f- phenomenal mcs phenomenal they make just phenomenal music you know they're not the mainstream your mainstream rappers with the mainstream sound you know they're very unique in their approach to hip-hop it's more of like a their sound is more very underground, how hip-hop started. Like, their sound is very much that, which I appreciate because it's very jazzy, very soulful. Like, it, it's it's just amazing. I mean, just go and listen to Play-Doh, and you'll see what I mean. Go listen to Marzil. Listen to Sivion, who's one of the most creative people ever. Like, those guys are just, they're just phenomenal musicians, phenomenal MCs, phenomenal beat makers, just everything. There's, I'm so glad that hip hop has these guys. Like it's just, it's incredible. So yeah, I got to, um, I can't, matter of fact, I got an email today that, that the album is on the way from, from play to lonely superstar. Cause like I said, I got the digital copy and the physical copy, which I can't wait for that. So I love hip hop music. And like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to buy the MPC one in the next couple of days and going to just start messing around and having some fun with it. And that's going to be some of the stuff that I got planned for next year. So, you know, my hands are very involved in, in a couple of things and I, I can't wait to see what the future holds. And I just, I just know that I want to have fun. I want to fulfill these things because these are dreams that I've had since I was a very young man. And like I said, the fact that like they're here now, it's quite amazing for me, and I, and I really can't wait for that. So that that's just what's been going on. And it's funny. I started out very ceremony, and I started talking about hip-hop. That's the way it goes around here. This is all for now. I'm cutting it. I don't know how short this is. Going on 26 minutes. Ah, that's all right. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys are great. Hope you guys are doing wonderful. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening and for supporting this crazy guy. I promise you the day that I become a multi-billionaire, watch out Elon Musk. I'm going to buy every single one of you guys tacos and some sneakers. I promise you that. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, may God bless you all. I'll see. Why am I throwing up the Spock sign? That's weird. You guys aren't watching me. Maybe I should do videos. You guys can see this, right? Awkward. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. I promise you that.